People get so confused when they want to talk to a nutritionist and they think that I'm only going to talk about, you know, being rigid and strict. And they're often so surprised when I spend so much time in so many sessions talking about how can we actually loosen the reins and be spontaneous with food? How can you be present with food? How can you enjoy food? What do you get from food? And how can you make food part of your life in a fun way? And it's so important. And I'll just give a little narrative quickly because I feel like people don't expect me to say things like this, but I say it all the time. Like, I definitely look to food to feed my soul. I definitely look to food to comfort me. Like, if I'm going through a hard time, yeah. Like, you bet your ass I'm sitting on my couch with my blanket and I'm eating my jar of cashew butter. Like, that's what I'm doing. And I might be eating a whole jar. Yes, I will tell you that. So meaning I'm not, I'm not promoting that we use food all the time to comfort ourselves, but I'm saying that it does exist. You know, we look to food to, like you said, either really fulfill us from like a traditional standpoint. It really enhances some social engagements. And also it can be that comfort for us. Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years' experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. This is Robin. She is a holistic nutritionist who helps individuals reassess their relationship with food, their mindsets about food, their daily choices about food to really get the results that they want. Because sometimes we can focus too much on the physical aspect or you know, on just one part of our lives. But if you really start to see food as part of a system, how we think, how we feel, our reactions and all of those kinds of things, if you see it as a system, it can be a much different journey than if you see it just as something physical, correct? A hundred percent. I mean, that's what I talk about with clients all the time to really pay attention to so many pieces of your health journey, your physical 
physical health, your gastrointestinal health, your mental health. How is what you're eating and how you're living your life helping you with everything, your sleep, your cognitive function, your level of energy, your weight, your hormone health. I mean, it's all related. I think we have to stop being so particular about like, let me eat this food and see if I lose a pound. Like it's so much bigger than that. It all works together. And, you know, losing weight, of course, is so is important for people. And I help so many people with it. But it's more important to learn long term habits that work for you and your body. And the only way to do that is to really investigate like what works for me, what works for Debbie, because we're all different. And that takes giving yourself like the time and space to do that. I mean, a hundred percent. Everything you say, I deep sigh because you're totally on the ball with all of that. I feel like I start every client session asking people, okay, are you pausing? If you're not pausing and you're doing things on autopilot, you're never really going to figure out what works or what doesn't. So pause throughout your day and ask yourself, okay, do I feel like I'm thirsty every afternoon? Let me pause. Maybe that means I didn't drink enough water throughout the morning. Do I feel every night like I'm craving sweets? Let me pause before I actually eat the sweet and ask myself, did I eat enough at dinner? Did I eat enough protein during the day? Am I mindless in front of the TV? But if we pause, you're just getting involved in all these mindless activities. And you can get really caught up in things. I mean, if you're not pausing, it's not just about food, but it's kind of like getting to know yourself being really proactive and making yourself the priority. And the alternative is in a way just kind of taking whatever comes and putting yourself on hold and trying to like do everything for everybody else. There's so many different patterns we can take that can be that autopilot. What you're talking about so much is what I say all the time, which is get in the driver's seat of your life not the passenger seat. The passenger seat is the person who just kind of lets the external happen. Oh, I'm going to a barbecue, so I'll eat whatever's there. Oh, I'm walking into a stressful situation because it's on my calendar. No, meaning you have the choice. Choose to do things that make you feel good. Don't just do, like don't should. I hate the word should. If something is on your calendar that you know doesn't feel comfortable, or have agreed to do something before and it makes you feel stressed or overwhelmed. Nobody has a gun to your head. Control your own life. Wow, because we have so much programming where we've kind of given our power away to many different things, who we think that we should be, who we needed to be to be loved by our parents, good in business, who we need to be to be liked by our colleagues, by clients. So you can live your life externally and it just gets exhausting. So you really center yourself in yourself and start making those choices and asking, what do I really want? Absolutely. You know, what do I want? And the other question I always say is, what will serve me right now? Because what would have served you maybe yesterday or six months ago is very different than honing in on the present moment. And I think it's so important. Definitely. Yeah, that's also very interesting because we can get really locked into thinking like, oh, well, this is how I do it. I mean, even with my diet, like I've been vegetarian for many years, but sometimes, you know, and vegan for part of that. And I generally don't eat meat, but like I have to often check in with myself and say, am I still on board with this? Do I still feel good from this? 
you know? Yeah. I mean, that's also so key. And so many people are, you're right. They're very um, stuck in their ways of how they're living, whether it's a certain diet. And by the way, diet I'm defining as way of eating, not losing weight. So the way people eat, the way people just go about their day, you know, some people work all day long and don't take a break because they kind of have tunnel vision, not realizing that breaks are so important to actually increase productivity. Also in the way of what worked for you in the past, maybe you're doing something different now physically and your body's requiring a different source of protein or different foods. Maybe you've, you know, gone through a severely stressful time. Maybe someone had a baby. Maybe somebody's training for a marathon, meaning all of this should be taken into account. You shouldn't just eat how you ate 10 years ago. That doesn't make sense. We have to check in with ourselves and, and ask, is this working for me? Let me go through the list. And if not, let me see how I can make baby steps to make a change. Yes, exactly. And I love how you said like to prioritize like what feels good because there's many different ways that food can can feed us. You know, we think that it's just about calories and health and digestion. And yes, all of that's important, but it's also about enjoyment. So for example, I know I have a very good friend who food is a part of their culture, very deeply ingrained. For him, food means something totally different. And it's important for him to, to eat that food regularly and to feel connected to it because it's how he feels connected to his culture, his family. It's much bigger than that. Totally. So I think it's like, it's so interesting to consider that part of food as well. wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one theta healing session with me. People get so confused when they want to talk to a nutritionist and they think that I'm only going to talk about, you know, being rigid and strict. And they're often so surprised when I spend so much time in so many sessions talking about how can we actually loosen the reins and be spontaneous with food? How can you be present with food? How can you enjoy food? What do you get from food and how can you make food part of your life in a fun way? And it's so important. And I'll just give a little narrative quickly because I feel like people don't expect me to say things like this, but I say it all the time. Like, I definitely look to food to feed my soul. I definitely look to food to comfort me. Like, if I'm going through a hard time, yeah. Like, you bet your ass I'm sitting on my couch with my blanket and I'm eating my jar of cashew butter. Like, that's what I'm doing. And I might be eating a whole jar. Yes, I will tell you that. So meaning I'm not, I'm not promoting that we use food all the time to comfort ourselves, but I'm saying that it does exist. You know, we look to food to, like you said, either really fulfill us from like a traditional standpoint. It really enhances some social engagements. And also it can be that comfort for us. And sometimes we need that. Like we're human. I need that. Right. Totally. I love that part that you're saying about being human because there's a lot to that about in general, you know, just allowing ourselves to feel and to be human and not need to be according to all of these like rules and regulations that we may have set up for ourselves in the past in order to achieve something 
or maybe that's what did work then. But being able to be open to the life force energy, which is flowing through us in every moment, and food is a part of that, it's feeding that. So it's got to be like hot and ready. It's got to be like live, right? Absolutely. It's again, it comes back to honing into like, what, what am I feeling right now? Like, what has my day been like? What have my weeks been like? How can food fit into that? And how can it help me not hurt me? So many clients are surprised when I say things like, it's so much healthier to eat the freaking cookies than it is to obsess over how you're going to cook your kale. And people are shocked. They're like, you're, you're my nutritionist. You're telling me to eat cookies. It's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying whatever it is inside of you that's telling you you need something, stop fighting it. That's just causing more stress in your body. It's just wow. causing your body to feel worse and more put more energy into it as opposed to giving in. We need to give in. I mean, but what would you say about, for example, I know somebody who likes to eat, like can get on a roll of like eating ice cream, you know, nightly. And I know that a lot of people have dealt with that at different times. So how do you, what do you talk about like breaking patterns like that, that may not be so helpful? Caffeine is another good one, right? Yes, right. And those are addictive habits, right? Sugar, caffeine, um, really sugar, 100%. I would say, again, it comes back to being mindful. So, you know, you have to assess why am I reaching for the ice cream? Is it because I didn't eat enough? Is it because I'm in an environment that's making me not think? If you're in front of your TV and you know that makes you eat, guess what? Get away from the TV. Go for a walk brush your teeth early, go upstairs, close the bedroom door, kitchen is closed. Talk to your spouse, make a phone call to a friend. Changing habits is about changing your behavior. So in a moment, you have to challenge yourself. It comes back to that why. Why am I doing this? Wow. And you kind of wake up in that moment because in that moment, you're on autopilot. And most likely, if you're eating ice cream every night, you're trying to escape some feeling. Many years ago, I smoked for a short time in my life, but I remember when I quit, what helped me was I said, wow, I, I recognized a pattern in myself that I felt a certain way. And then I was craving that the, the cigarette, it was an anxiety or something that then, and I was so used to, I had created that loop that it was really hard to break. But once I became aware, I said, you know what? Instead, let me just sit with this and really ask myself, like, what am I feeling? What is this anxiety? And for me, because I, I do things more on a spiritual level, I said, maybe I can like instead pray in that moment and ask the creator to like cleanse me of this or show me what I need to change so that I can bring myself into a different energetic space where I'm not attached to that loop anymore. What you're saying is so like up here, because I think I have to say this out loud, you're so self-reflective. That's the gene that most of us miss. So meaning a lot of us can go to that ice cream and know that it's our response, right? It's somebody's stressful response, response to stressors, but not have the objectivity to stop, pause, look at themselves and say, let me question this. Let me challenge myself. So I think that should be a huge takeaway from this call or anything that you say, Debbie, because you're brilliant in all of this. And you're so sweet. But let me just tell you, I have my own triggers and my own blind spots that I can't see. Perhaps it's not related to to food anymore because I worked on that for many years, but it can be related to other things, you know. Totally. Totally. But, you know, just to put it out there that, you know, anyone who listens to this in the future, it's so important to know what your triggers are and what 
situations make you engage in behaviors that may not make you feel that great afterwards. And that may lead to more chronic behaviors in that same vein. And then do replacements, right? So whether it means, like you said, praying, therapy, changing your environment, exercise, yoga, drinking water or tea, or talking to a supportive person. But we have to start using these things and not just using food. So many of us use food to fulfill every emotion when that's not even what we need. We need like, a hug, or we need to talk, or we need to do something, but we don't we need, need to forgive somebody. Perhaps we need to work on a relationship. We need to work yeah. on a relationship with our primary caregiver or something Absolutely. like that. Right. Absolutely. It's all this emotion that we're holding in, whether it's anger, resentment, frustration, but you know, it's so funny because I was listening to Brene Brown is one of my favorite humans on the planet. And she talking so much about how we're such a culture of numbing. And this is exactly what you and I are talking about right now. You know, I think that a lot of us feel so much, but we engage in these behaviors, whether it's stressful situations, overworking, smoking, drinking, eating, whatever it is to numb what we're feeling. So I think it's so important to actually ask ourselves, what is it that we're feeling? Right. And because the alternative, if you don't, it'll keep knocking until you're finally ready to like make the change and to say like, okay, now I really want to make the change. Sometimes it can take, I mean, God forbid that it would take like a health issue or something to really look at those deeper things that are going on. A lot of times I just try to like nip things as soon as I can. You know, that's what I've kind of developed over the years. It's like, I want to take care of things as deeply and as proactively as possible. And I mean, I can share more on that, but if people are interested in how to do that, I can really recommend the ancient wisdom of Kabbalah, which I've been studying for like 13, 14 years. It mm -hmm. talks a lot about that, about dealing with that initial reactive impulse for instant gratification and how we can stave that off in order to create more long lasting fulfillment for ourselves and for other people. That's so smart. That I'm just really processing what you just said. I, I need to look into that first and professionally because you're right that's what it is so many of us are just giving in to what we want in that moment but it's not helping us to prevent that from continuing to happen over and over because we're not right. what we're actually feeling so that's yeah. that's a really smart way of looking at it yeah absolutely it's like a, I really want to break this pattern I really really want things to be different for me I don't want to be a person who's always reacting like that, or I don't want to be that person anymore. And I can tell you that it's possible. If people think it's not that possible to change, it is possible to change because like I said, smoking is one example, but eventually I got to the point. And for me, it's again, it's more of a spiritual thing. Like asking my soul, if you don't believe in a creator, maybe you believe in the divine, in some intelligence that's allowing you to think and to breathe and to be as you are. And is somehow seeing us from birth until our final breath. It's the breath, basically. It's like the prana. And just right. revealing and seeing that energy. And sometimes just seeing the pattern and knowing enough that I want to change it is enough to allow a different energy in. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, everything you're saying, I think, is so correct. And I think for a lot of people, there needs to be a physical motivator. So, you know, just coming back to, like, let's say food and nutrition for a second, if people start developing disease, right, from their sugar addiction, meaning it's not just about, oh, I eat ice cream every night. Well, the ice cream can turn into high blood sugar, can turn into diabetes, can turn into heart disease. And that's motive. And how do we change how do we change those numbers? How do we change 
the path, the course of our health, we have to look at our behaviors every day. And Debbie just said something also so profound. We can change. Listen, I mean, I've changed so much in my own life. Debbie's saying she's changed, but it really takes motive. It takes will, willingness. And you have to really have something in place that is a replacement for you. You can't just say goodbye to it because that won't work. So a replacement is so important. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. I've done a lot of different things. Like replacement is definitely one tactic. Like for me, I come up with something like this. I'm like, okay, I've got a little challenge here for my soul. So how am I going to get myself out of this vibration and into another one? And sometimes it is through replacement. Like I remember giving up coffee. I've done that before, but I replaced it first with tea or with matcha and then with decaf and then with this and knowing that every step I knew that I was, I really, really wanted to get there. Like I was so determined to get there. So it didn't even matter the road that I was going to get there because I knew that I wanted to change. And that's what the creator, that's what the universe asks of us. Just get to the point where you want to change. And from there you can find a way. Yes. And so many people though need something from my experience, really bad or really serious to take place for them to get as motivated as you were. And to anybody who's, again, listening to this in the future, I think that that's okay. I think sometimes fear is a reason to change. I think if you are fearful of losing something or somebody or the life that you once had because you're going in a direction you don't want it to, that's reason enough to change. And there are so many little ways. That's why I keep saying baby steps. It's my favorite phrase. And I like what you did. It's never just telling somebody, you can't eat sugar. You have to starve yourself. It's replacing sugar with something that's savory, replacing sugar with something that's salty. Salty is always better than sweet. Yeah. I was going to say, look into monk fruit. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or using these different sweeteners, you know, monk fruit or stevia or eating more fruit, just natural sugar. And again, it's about setting yourself up to succeed. If you don't want to eat the ice cream, guess what? People don't buy the freaking ice cream. So setting yourself up in an environment where you can flourish. I remember in college, I used to buy these goldfish, white cheddar, like pizza flavor, because I personally like savory. But I knew, eventually stopped buying the goldfish. And this was a long time ago when I was in college. But I remember eventually I just said, nope, I would go to the store and say like, no, I don't want to buy those goldfish because I know I'm going to eat the whole, I can eat the whole bag in one shot. Right. Totally. And again, it's you being objective to realize like if that's balanced or not balanced for you. Right. Some nights when you're like, this is what I want to do. I want other times. Exactly. I can eat chips like, you know, right. So yeah, I guess it's becoming intuitive and and knowing what you need to change. And there's one more thing that I wanted to say about a key component, which I think is like this, this feeling and knowing that you deserve it. You know, we deserve it. We deserve something better. If there's something that's not working in my life, I need to know that I deserve better. I need to know that I wasn't put here on this planet to suffer. Like that's one thing that the that the capitalists will always say, we're not here to suffer. Yes, you may have pain or, you know, a temporary pain of giving up, not feeding that ego that wants something right now, right? But I'll take that pain over like a long-term pain. That's a short pain. That's not like a suffering. We're not here to suffer. We deserve to be able to shift into a new vibration, to be able to deserve new things in life, to have a new path. 
Absolutely. We deserve to put ourselves first. You know, you started this whole talk with saying like, you know, we should each be our own priority and health should be a priority and health is defined differently for each person, but it's about deserving to feel your best. So when you're not taking care of yourself, right, when you're not listening to yourself, when you're not taking intel on what's working for you, you're not doing your job for making yourself number one. And as you said, we have one life, we have one body, we have one brain. We have to do what we can to make sure that we're really, really living to the most in each of those aspects. Beautiful. And it's so inspiring, but I know that it can be hard to do, but it just takes that reflection. Cosmically right now, if anybody watches the cosmic chats or you're interested, you know that I'm into astrology and there is a big eclipse on Sunday. It's a full moon of eclipse of Scorpio in the month of Taurus, which is all about like the physical things and letting go like of, of attachments that are in the wrong way. It's a big time of change. There is a way to have connections. We have to enjoy the pleasures of this world, you know, because that's what we're here. We're not here to suffer. Like I said, we're here to enjoy, but how do I enjoy it in the maximum way? And, and where am I letting those pleasures get the better of me, control me rather than me being the one who's choosing and really enjoying? Because the minute that I become a slave to them, The enjoyment is gone. Hi, guys. I'm quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that you can now support the Cosmic Chats on Patreon. Check out my page, Debbie Sugarbaker Cosmic Chats, and feel free to become a monthly donor. We so appreciate it, and it helps us to keep this show going, to get this information, this wisdom, this energy out there on the waves and touching hearts and souls like yours. Thank you so much in advance and enjoy the rest of the episode. Totally. No, I just, well, first of all, I need to pay attention to that on Sunday. So thank you. (laughs) And that I, I couldn't agree more with, you know, again, it comes back to we have control. And I think if there are things in life that are making you feel like you're suffering, we have to let go of them and we have to choose you. You have to choose yourself. Because today you're always with you. It's so, it's not cheesy. I'm realizing that more and more. You're only ever with you, no matter what else goes on in life. So don't you deserve to take care of yourself and feel the most comfortable in yourself? I think so. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like, I want to write down like the things that I want to open, like the, the places in my life where I'm, I don't want to accept that anymore. I'm willing to at least start to see maybe if my desire isn't so there. A long time ago, I stopped saying and talking about all the changes I was going to make. Now I try to keep them more internal. Sometimes I do, like if I really need to process, but sometimes I find it to be like, oh, I'm stopping eating that tomorrow or that because I know that it's not really coming from that real place, but if you give yourself the time to sit with yourself and ponder this, the fact that we have this life force energy flowing into us and and am I using my energy in the right way? And am I really receiving all of the benefits and beauties of this life in the highest and best way possible? And if I'm not, can I write down those areas, the things that I want to let go of? As my friend, Angela, who's been on before, she would say, flush them down the cosmic toilet. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's, again, it's so telling and we can feel so much healthier if we flush things down the toilet. Uh, absolutely. Right. Whether it's anything that's not serving us well, I think it's so important to take stock of that. Totally. That's what I'm going to do right 
well, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to say, I'm just going to do. But another thing that I wanted to talk about next time, I would love to chat with you more about developing our intuitive faculties around food, because that's huge. Being able to, like you said, not just pause, but say, what do I need? And then being able to access like some higher intuition rather than just that instant gratification desire. Right. Absolutely. I would love to talk about that with you as well. I think there's so many other things, things that we should be listening to other than what will make me feel better right in this second, but what will make me feel better long-term? What will make feel better overall? What will contribute to my mental and my physical health? When we're grabbing for things, when we're grabbing for that corn muffin or that energy bar, we're not thinking about how is this going to affect me for my meeting at five o'clock or how I speak with my kids or my spouse tonight, but it all matters. It all cycle. And we have to start looking at food like, like it is systemic. Right. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you so much, Debbie. And by the way, I just wanted to tell everyone to check out Robin's page if you're not following her because she comes out with incredible content about small changes that you can make. Like instead of one thing, I can choose this. Instead of this, which is full of sugar and loaded, she just educates because the more we know, that stuff seeps into our consciousness. And by the way, like that's also like for people dealing with addictions and stuff, one of the most sold books was called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. What he did was he informed people and he told through a story, educated people. And they say like, by the end of the book, the people don't want to like smoke anymore. You know, I can actually attest like that was a long time ago. It was very powerful. So yeah, just the power of food education is literally very powerful. So check out her her Instagram, her handle is at Power of Food Education. And thank you so much, Dan Robin. So much, Debbie. And this will be on my page. And obviously, I'll be tagging Debbie and rating wonderful things about what Debbie does as well and making sure that everybody knows that. You are so inspiring because I feel like I've known you for a hundred years and I'm sure that Me too. I'm- I have chills. It's so, so crazy. I, I really do. I'm serious, but I'm sure that you get this feedback from a lot of people that you make it very easy to talk to. And the way in which you talk about these very high level things is so relatable and so fascinating. So, I mean, you're very good at it. You need to know that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Of course. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care. Lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.